This episode may include topics, references, or discussions around sexual assault, domestic violence, stalking, physical violence, or subject matters that may be disturbing to some of our listeners. We do acknowledge that this content may be difficult. We also encourage you to care for your safety and well-being. Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Valentine from Podcast Network Asia, and welcome to Podcast Page Talks. Last March 11, our founder and CEO Ron Baekhyun talked about the future of social audio in Asia. This talk was held online at the Clubhouse app, a social networking mobile app based on audio chat. This talk was hosted by Oliver Zagovia and Jordana Valencia from the Southeast Asia Tech Club. Very cool. Well, we've just hit eight o'clock, so I think we can get started already. Thanks to everyone who joined. Uh, I think we're around sixty plus folks uh, in the room hanging out on the Thursday night. Uh, we can like keep it really, really casual and talk about the future of social audio uh, with Ron, who is like the founder and CEO of Podcast Asia Network. And uh, I think the reason why this topic, at least I feel, is like uh, super, super important is, you know, uh, as uh, growing up in Manila, right? Like I think Ron, you and I like are in that generation, right? Now we yep. grew up in like the '90s and uh, yep. post EDSA generation, and yep. you probably remember the wars between LA 105.9 and NU 107.5, right? Like. Audio was such like a big part uh, of uh, my life growing up, right? And in a way, the first big breakout app on the internet was Napster, right? Like yeah. I remember those days, just like sharing uh, songs and and music and whatnot. But if we like take a step back and really look at you know the history of communications, right? Like from an evolutionary perspective, right? Like humans have been talking to each other. For like more than maybe a hundred thousand years, right? Like speech has always been there in some way or form, and written language didn't really exist until like what eight, ten thousand years ago, right? Which means for majority of our time in this little blue dot, uh, speech and audio, right, has been such the natural uh, way for for people to connect. And I mean, we all grew up in the Philippines. We've seen how. Uh, speech over radio, right, was also in a way transformational to our history, right. I'm thinking of like EDSA and uh, how that revolution was really sparked by Cardinal Sin going on the radio, right, uh, and and telling people to like help rally into EDSA and help protect uh, then Defense Secretary uh, Enrile and and Fidel Ramos, right, from from Marcos forces, right, and we're still alive, by the way. Immortals who are still alive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then fast forwarding right to like the early two thousands, right when uh, the iPod first came on the scene, right, and and podcasting uh, was born, uh, and iTunes was the first distribution point. To like when smartphones started coming on the scene uh, in the early two thousand tens, and uh, Spotify making big moves, right, like to aggregate. Right podcasting like in the last four or five years and of course to the inevitability of where we are now at clubhouse right it's just been right. such a like fascinating long history uh and so yeah so i i think that's the reason why right it's important and i think the reason why you are important is because i think you're one of the few entrepreneurs in asia really making a bet right on audio right as yeah. a medium uh so maybe you know we'll, we'll we'll start with that right like your story right. on how you Uh, came to be uh, as the founder of uh, of, of Podcast Asia Network, yeah. uh, coming from your many experiences as an entrepreneur, because this isn't your first rodeo, right? That's correct. And again, uh, thanks for that. Um, I I totally agree. We are both uh, from that generation who where where at the peak of audio, um, we were heavily influenced by by music, by audio in its uh, former iterations. It sounds weird to say former iteration because obviously that's broadcasted, right? And um, I grew up loving music, um, and and the reason why I came into became before I started this this whole startup uh, startup gig, I guess I've always wanted to be a radio DJ. 
that was my biggest frustration. I always wanted to be on radio. Um, I always wanted to be on radio way before I even wanted to be become a startup founder, right? And uh, but then I realized, wait, this startup thing is pretty cool. So long story short, I'm just not going to talk about my whole startup. Yes, this is not my first real rodeo. I, I met Oli in my first startup. Uh, called guestlist.ph, which eventually became Party File. Party File, yeah, I remember. Correct. Um, we both had the same investor. Uh, it's also when um, the local startup community in the Philippines was just being born around 2011, 2012. We all met for some reason in Startup Weekend. I don't know which team you guys were were on in in, in that point, but that was the start. Um, and then that business failed. Uh, in 2016, and then I tried another one. Luckily, got that acquired. It's called Chatbot PH. And then after that whole process, then I started my asking myself, okay, so now you've exited. What do you want to do? And the first thing that I actually wanted to do was, hey, I actually wanted to be a DJ. Let me get a, give that a shot again. No podcasting in mind yet. So what I did was, hey, can I at 30 years old? Can I still become a radio DJ? So that's what I asked. What can I do to be fundamentally sound and become a radio jock? And what I did was um, I, I enrolled in this voice acting class. <laughs> Just so oh. that I can get fundamental. Voice acting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they were teaching us how to dub, but uh, the good stuff that I, I got there as I knew what how to now emulate my voice proper. I mean, modulate not emulate, modulate my voice properly. How to, you know, create world class audio production stuff that is actually applicable um, when you still also podcast. So after that, I tried auditioning to radio stations. So, you know, try my luck. Like maybe this 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 would cut it. Nobody called me back. So. I was really down in the dumps and I was telling my my fiance who's also here by the way, shout out to you. Um and she was saying that maybe you should just create a podcast. And right off the bat, it's like, hey, yeah, I can talk about startups and hustle for the rest of my life. So that's where I created my own podcast called Hustle Share. And I was doing this in 2019, around February, literally around two years ago. And the podcast game is pretty nascent. And the thing about podcasting, it's been around for 20 years now. And the term podcast actually um, came from the term pod from iPod and cast, obviously, broadcasting, right? So it was very nascent. Um, it was a very Apple thing uh, before that. But when I came, that's also just the, the right time when Spotify started investing in it. And then it became, um, I, that's just the beginning of, of this, this whole whirlwind of them acquiring podcast networks, blah, blah, blah. But I was very deliberate also in creating my podcast, Hustle Share, to highlight several things that I want to do. There's, there's, there's a checklist that I had to uh, tick off. First one is I want to make sure that I can do this consistently. And if, in order for me to do that, I don't, don't, don't want to sound like a greedy guy, but this has to pay me back for my time uh, realizing, you know, through the startup uh, game that, you know what, your time is your most uh, scarce resource, right? So you want to make sure that if you're properly compensated. So I wanted to monetize my podcast as early as possible. And luckily the first sponsor, it's funny because it came from the startup game and it's also pretty, a little prehistoric. It's a payroll hero. <laughs> pretty sure you remember. Oh, wow. That. <laughs> payroll hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, um, startup. Correct, correct. HR and stuff, right? Um, and then the second thing was I wanted to make it sound world class. So this is where the voice acting class came in. So like, I, want, I want to make sure that whoever listens to it was like, wow, audio production is good. So I bought the right mic and everything. Um, and lastly, uh, I want to make sure it scales. So a lot of what we do in problem solution fit, product market fit, and startups also applies in podcasting, right? Finding your customers, finding your tribe, scaling it up, using things that, that work. And then, yeah. And after that, and I started looking around, like, who else is doing this? In the Philippines, when I was starting out, Oli, 
only around 20% of the top 200 podcasters in the Philippines were Filipino-made. So what does that tell you? There's a lot of podcast consumption, but not a lot of podcast curators. And then for those people who were making podcasts, I realized that there are several problems that was there. First one was um, the production quality varied. Some sounded like they're in clubhouse. Some sounded like they're in the bathroom. So how can you scale if you sound amateur, right? Number two, um, they don't know their data. So, you know, being with a startup uh, background, we're data freaks, right? So you want to make sure that the, the, the stuff that you make is data driven and the decisions you also make towards your product, which is the podcast, is only influenced heavily by data. And lastly, monetization. There are shows that have been there for years ahead of me, but never have monetized their show properly at all. And I think I figured that out early. And I said, if I'm just going to let be me and bask in all the glory, what's the point? And one thing that I've learned in the startup ecosystem is that you can be inclusive without being predatory. So a lot of what we do, the the very business model of Podcast Network Asia, Oli, is the startup accelerator and incubator pro, uh, uh, playbook of startups. Got it. Thanks so much, Ron, for sharing. That's that's such an interesting story of around how you started up, just wanted wanted to be a DJ and kind of working towards, you know, eventually podcasts and all these different things. And I guess one thing I was wondering is, so I remember reading a study uh, recently that said like Philippines is like the sixth largest podcast market. Is that correct in the world? Like, that like is 30, right? Right. It's like thirty one or thirty two million Filipinos consuming like podcast content. Um, and so I'm wondering, what do you think? attracts uh folks to to podcasts or these audio-based uh formats um i think one is of course quarantine but i wonder perspective aside from from traffic in edsa (laughs) (laughs) that was our that was our best friend before but it's also the the very same reason why people are here in clubhouse today and that's the that's the same ethos that that they they carry podcast listeners are their main intent uh, when listening to podcasts and also in Clubhouse, it's not to be entertained. It's to learn. Now, it's very it's about being deliberate about what you want to learn that varies the most there. Um, that And it also it shows in the type of audience it, it, it garners because a lot of podcast listeners, and I'm pretty sure this is very similar to Clubhouse, is not in the Gen Z side. They're the older Gen Z and the youngest millennials. Right, 23 to 27, and the next big chunk is 28 to 34. These are people who are probably out of their TikTok game now. <laughs> you know, they, they, they want deep learning that's very intimate. And it's also very personal about the things they're very interested about. It's probably why you ended up in this room today to care about audio. Gotcha. And how have you guys made that jump? from you producing right your your first podcast uh focusing on like the creation process getting your analytics right getting monetization right right you mentioned you want to make sure it's worth the time and the effort absolutely right and i'm sure it's true for all of the other creators too uh how did you guys go from that one to like uh the many podcasts that you guys now have in 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 the network because uh I, i was checking it out and you guys have a lot right and these are like pretty cool names from like Iba to like uh, RJ, Ledesma. So like, what what was that process like? So we are now at 105 as we speak. Sometimes I'm very inaccurate because I didn't realize, oh shoot, we added two big, Too big to count already. (laughs) (laughs) It's a moving target. I don't even know. Um, And again, startup, I'm I'm not ashamed to say this. I I copied the startup ecosystem playbook. Right. So the first one is in, in, in a multi-sided marketplace here, we needed to build our supply. Right. And in our supply, um, how we did that was also the startup way of pitching. Fake it till you make it. But we're not really faking it because I had an MVP. The MVP 
that I had was hustle share my personal podcast. So what were the things that we were we proved there? Number one, we were monetization ready. Number two, the quality speaks for itself. Number three, we knew our data, and um, it's just so that happens that we don't know exactly before how to aggregate that data, and that's also going to be the theme of what I think we should be talking about is data data aggregation and content aggregation because that's inevitable in any type of marketplace, right? So what I did was I started pitching with my immediate network. So I talked to my friends from, there was this, there's this group in, in Facebook called Podcast PH. I think there were less than a thousand people when we started out. And then and, and a lot of people are just saying, I've been there for, for a while and not, nothing really uh, pops out yet. And um, I started posting there asking me, hey, how do, how do you even make a podcast also? That's where the ethos was. And then how I pitched them was I started looking around. Apparently, I have friend podcasters as well. So I pitched the eavesdrop. So we were able to recruit like five shows initially and then bootstrap the team because I there's no way we will scale if we did not um, have a team to support the supply. And the first people that we hired were producers to literally make them um, – sound world class the same way I wanted to develop hustle share back then. Right, right. The creation uh, phase of it. Correct. And then the funding came when we joined uh this uh reality TV show called The Final Pitch. That's yeah, where we were able I to, bumped into you yeah. in the Google office. Right, right. right. The last time yeah. I saw you we were recording there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got oh wow. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So that's where we got the funding. We got the funding. You have a formula that, that works, that scales, magic happens. Gotcha. Um, so, Ron, like you're mentioning around, like part of the magic happens as well, um, is when you get to, I guess, a- attract folks because you you mentioned earlier people want to learn new things, right? So people right. on just being entertained by something, they're curious, they're hungry mm-hmm. to learn new topics and and things like that. Um, are there other drivers? Do you think that that really like get users to adopt to this? For example, now especially since audio has social components, like is connection, yeah. like seeking connection, another one? Like what other aspects of social audio um, are important to consider to be successful? A thing about audio is that it's a unique type of digital medium because in other mediums like video, in short form video, vertical videos, whatever you want to do, you're inclined to consume that in a very fast manner, right? Split seconds, they, people, people pay top dollar for that. In audio, it's the other way around. And it's very evident here also in Clubhouse. It's deliberate and it also forces you to um, invest a lot of your time because you, you you don't have any other senses in your body that you can use to back up and absorb that, that, that type of stimuli, right? So going back to what Giordano was asking, what's, what's triggering the growth? It's that, the intimacy and being deliberate about the type of content you consume. Like I, I would, I would, the similarity about clubhouse rooms and podcasts is that each, each podcast and each room is niche by default. So if, if it doesn't even, um, you know, you know, like interest you, uh, you won't even see that stuff the same way in podcasts. That's the very first thing they ask upon signing up. What are the things you're interested in here? Also in clubhouse, they onboard you and they ask you your points of interest, right? Now, the growth drivers, you'd be surprised. It's a little old school. It's word of mouth. Here in, in, in Clubhouse, um, it became, uh, they, they even uh, had to control the supply, right? That, you know, it's only an iPhone. It's by invite. Right, in right, podcast, right. It's, the other, it's the other way around too. They, it became water cooler talk. We had shows in the network in PNA which we're talking about taboo stuff, sex in great detail. And apparently we pitch brands like, a, I'm not going to tell the brand, but it's a car dealership. It's a big car dealer from Korea. And they said that, yeah, we know some of your podcasts. We listen to this. It's our water cooler talk in the office before. I'm like, what? You listen to that show? Yeah, so it's the episodes that create that social uh, grief Correct. for people to get together because it's something they talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the drivers, word of mouth. And that's also the best way to grow podcasts, organic word of mouth. 
Gotcha. So how do you see that trajectory going to the future now, right? Like, uh, what are some of the trends that you're seeing? What are some of the changes in the industry? Yeah. Whether it's like new formats or expanding uh-huh. distribution, right? Mm-hmm. Like Spotify is aggregating a lot. Uh, Clubhouse, obviously, a different kind of format. And then there's a lot yeah. of action on the monetization front, right? Correct, like correct. The Joe so, Rogan deals of the world. Correct. So let's let's discuss the podcast value chain. Um, how a podcaster creates a show all the way to how a podcast is being consumed. So what Spotify is doing right now is they're owning the creation part, which is the host part called uh, Anchor. That's where you upload your podcast, um, your recordings, whatever it may be. And it, that's the one that distributes it across all these apps, right? These apps will then be, uh, it's podcasting is totally decentralized, but of course um, there are only like a, a few players that really eat majority of the, the that supply. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and then the rest are this point whatever percent, right? So Spotify owns the creation part, the hosting part, and they changed the game because Anchor is free by default before you create the podcast before um when you're creating one it's like web hosting you have to pay for space you yeah, change the you game need the server you need to host it and, uh, yeah here it's free so nothing beats that right and they acquired that that's the first thing they acquired and then obviously they already have the app they they they, they pretty much ran out of monetizable audio content that's why they added podcasts Right, because in, in in songs, yes, you can stream it, but you only have ad breaks if you're not premium. In podcasts, it's it's evergreen content, right? You always have those those things that people would be. Uh, it has a long tail, so even if you have your back catalog, like a a, a podcast about say Ernest Cool from a year ago in Hustle Share, people still listen to that though now. Because it's evergreen. Right, and, right, right. It's not like a clubhouse room where it's ephemeral, done. Uh, correct. A lot of the values generated from that uh, back library. Correct. The difference between clubhouse and podcasting is very similar. There's parallels in video. So podcasting is on demand, right? So that's very equivalent to YouTube, right? It's on recorded audio. There's no direct interaction with this. This is very similar to Kumu. Right, Kumu, uh, Twitch, whatever it may be, right, where you get to interact. But again, you have to get it on the right spot. If not, you'll miss the boat. So I always actually get 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 asked this question: like, will will podcast kill uh, Clubhouse or Clubhouse um, kills podcast? It's not zero sum. Right, they are actually complementary because Clubhouse be. Is 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 the one that broke the barrier for audio and podcaster podcasting is actually directly benefiting from it. We've seen tremendous numbers over the past few months spike up, and I think a lot of that is a trickle down effect from from podcasting. I mean, from Clubhouse. Ooh, is that on the uh, podcast host side or on the listener? Side. Listener, audience. This is uh, because again, it's pretty nascent still. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, people still love video, but now since people are now getting used to this habit of listening to something, right. even if you're not a podcast listener, but, but because they're now listening, there this is something that oh, okay, so I can spend hours and hours of my time doing this. The next thing they ask themselves, whenever there's no rooms that interest them, by default, it becomes on demand. Like, what can I listen to next? Yeah, it's almost two different needs that's serving, right? So you have the one is serving like right now, what's going on right now, one is serving on demand, one has a social component, one is less. So so it seems like they are truly complementary and not like zero sum as people think. Nope. There's a big overlap. It's the same people that listen. The only difference is the behavior and when you catch the boat. And that's why we're we're spearheading this, this movement also. I mean, just... Uh, trying to replicate what A16Z has already done with their podcast. If you miss the boat, like for example, you got, you saw a room, you got a notification, but you're you got in at midway. Our 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 natural evolution is documenting these podcasts, and I think there are also companies now who also um, are springing off of this in the social media side uh, that highlight like the the best takeaways. In each in each clubhouse room yep. to make it it's, on demand. 
it's the storyfication of like podcasts, yes. right? Like and immortalization. IG, yeah, like what IG and TikTok did, right? The video. Correct. Correct. Got it. From a, I'm curious to hear your perspective, like from a monetization perspective. Um, so podcasts seem, you know, this is very clear, like how they, you know, make money and all that stuff. Um, what do you think Clubhouse can learn from from that? Is there any aspects to that um, strategy that Clubhouse can use to monetize? Any learnings that these two models can share? Sure. Um, you'd actually be surprised that what's the main driver of um, revenue for podcasts. People think it's ads. But only shows with at least 500 listeners per episode average um, can technically monetize because we're talking CPM. CPM is uh, 1,000 plays right, per right, right. impression. If you're nowhere near there, you have no chance of at least getting decent money unless you're super niche and you know you how to sell your content. The, the other way, Jordana, this is what we uncovered in this super blew our minds is uh, affiliate marketing. And which something you can already do now in Clubhouse. Links and promo codes. So, for example, Lazada. Um, thing is, our, our birthday is coming up on this month, at the end of the month. If you're going to buy, go ahead and buy using our link. And it can be in the link description below. We, have, we were surprised on how, this, this, how powerful uh, audio can be in terms of persuading people and how it sticks. That last quarter in Podcast Network Asia through our platform, because we created a platform that allows anybody, any podcaster, any content creator to, to do that. It's called Podmetrics. We allowed this platform to, to get people to, to get links for Lazada. We made a total of $70,000, at least for Lazada alone, one merchant. Or we drove them sales just through podcasting alone, through links. It's like, holy crap. What the hell did we just discover here? And that's easily something you can do here in 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 um in Clubhouse. Got it. So from like a user experience, so say we're in a club we're in a room right now in Clubhouse and and you're speaking and you share like a code for something, right? A code or a link. Yeah, or a link that's relevant to the discussion. So yeah. and let's say I, I go there and I buy it. So you get a cut as the creator and Clubhouse will get a cut as well? No, that's all yours. It's all yours, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, so Podmetrics, if you got it from us, then we'll get a little bit of a cut. But yeah, how effortless is that, right? Especially if it, again, from a podcaster's point of view, you only deliver it once. It's recorded since it's evergreen. Every single session is prime time, right? right. So that's why we're trying attention, to... The attention correct. is like high quality. Like the percent exactly. conversion is definitely much higher than like an ad on Facebook, right? Exactly. So do you guys see a future where that gets served programmatically to the user, right? Because right now, a lot is either like, you know, the mid-roll, right? In the podcast right. or at the beginning or at the end uh, or natively placed by the host, right? Like, right. like do you imagine a world where in, uh, you're listening uh, in, mm. in an app, uh, the conversation uh, goes like different directions, maybe brands right. are mentioned mm. and uh, the app, uh, automatically via ML recognizes the audio, transcribes right. that into text, and then serves a relevant ad uh, uh, in the screen that is contextual to the conversation. Correct. So Spotify actually acquired recently a company that does that. It's called Megaphone. Um, that does. It's called SAI Streaming Ad Insertion. So that's it. ML, right? Making sure that uh, even your back catalog is served with dynamic ads. That, that, that served the purpose of, uh, of, of ads that are being played today, right? The problem with that is that only a select few can monetize through that. Again, because you have to have the numbers. Right. right? It's, the, it's still ultimately a scale game, right? Like, Correct. What about for the long tail of like creators who may not have like, you know, Joe Rogan followings, but maybe yeah. can have a loyal following of like 100 to 500 people? Correct. So the Tim Ferriss, like, you know, a hundred through or a thousand through fans. A thousand through fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where you need to monetize through your listenership. It becomes quality over quantity, right? So when, when that happens, you need to find a way to do it. So Iba's show is perfect. Dude, that is our top selling podcast, even if they don't have thousands of listens. They, their listeners 
Could you could you give buy... more context? I think there's a lot of people who are outside of the Philippines in in this room. Okay. So maybe some context so, on Iba show. We have one of our sort of friends from the Philippines. His name is Iba Bernardo. He's one of the OGs out there. He's an avid geek. Everybody knows him for that. But he he's all he also has an alter ego. He loves to ride motorcycles. And he has a podcast that we produce for him called Two Nine Rider. In in Philippine in 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 English, that's the real rider, the OG rider per se. That that's what it means. So Two Nine Rider, they they're averaging less than two hundred listens per episode. So that's our ma- magic number in podcasts, because at two hundred listens per episode, where your podcast already is in the fiftieth percentile of podcasts around the world. That means you have a pulse. Their show, since it's very niche, you know, riders in the Philippines, you know, these are not the ones that are delivered. These are more high-end riders. They don't have the numbers in terms of quantity, but man, when you do an affiliate marketing through them, their 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 listeners can buy Dyson vacuum cleaners in one checkout. Some even have a thousand dollars per checkout because we can track that. Like what? This is crazy, and now, wow! Uh, and like a one two percent of that is already sizable. Exactly, exactly, and easily. Whenever we do reports, they're always the top seller, quality over quantity, and I think that's also uh, fair here in podcasts. I mean, in in Clubhouse, that you know, a lot of the Clubhouse listeners for one has an i Apple device, whether it's an iPhone or an iPad. So that's already a big determinant of the, the the social class. So you can easily do again affiliate links, promo codes, whatever it may be. And the other way to do it also is subscriptions. So either Patreon or whatever. If you want OnlyFans, I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> There's no OnlyFans for audio. Right? I don't know But... what's that. What's OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Oliver. <laughs> There, but so, yeah. So, Ron, by subscription, you mean like you subscribe to a certain uh, person or talent that you want to hear more of? Correct. Or, like, or subscribe to like a, a club? Okay. So, it could be a person or it could also be a club that you subscribe Correct. to. Correct. So, it like can be closed can... rooms. That If you subscribe, you'll be part or you have the ability to be joining these closed rooms that only a select Illuminati or select few can be to have access to and it's paid. There's a paywall. Got it. So that's almost like a like a recurring subscription, and and can be a different Correct. from say like getting tickets yeah. to a room or whatever that is. Correct. It can be a so, different thing. Yeah. Just to support you to keep doing what you're doing, because eventually we have this thing, and I think that's also going to be uh, this is going to be same here that um, there's this thing called pod fading because there's no money trail. Eventually, we're like you know I don't want to do this anymore. There's no incentive. Right, 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 right. So wow. we, you need to find a way to keep that content creator because we're all technical content creators here. Yes, it might sound that we're just like talking to each other, but again, our number one and more scarcest re- resource is time, and we're choosing to invest it here. Now, can we sustain this, and can we make this a sustainable thing? You have to incentivize us to keep doing this. If not, And again, I think that's what's unique with streaming. So I'm, I'm hearing that they might, you know, enable gifting the same way they're also doing it with Kumu and and Twitch and whatnot. Hopefully that happens here, because I've seen also skyrocketing charts happen with with streaming apps that uh, you know through gifting. There's actually a Filipino counterpart here, uh, like Clubhouse in the Philippines called Kalamansi. Oh, interesting. So yeah. Um, It's exactly like this, but with gifting, but more for the massa crowd, so the 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 mass, the, right. the lower. So you buy like a digital uh, sticker Correct. or whatnot, and then Correct. you can transform that into currency. Yeah. Correct. No, that's super interesting because uh, it's actually a good segue to the next question, which is: What are some of the specific formats or models that you're seeing unique to whether the Philippines or Southeast Asia in general? And and, and the reason I was asking was because. I remember a study back in my Facebook days, wherein at the market strategy team, uh, Zuck's always been wanting to like get into audio, right? Like yeah. Facebook has text, has video, but like has no audio play, right? So mm-hmm. uh, his marching orders were like size the market, see where the opportunities are, and kind of like the three top ones that came out is one uh, podcast networks, as you as you already know, right? So the gimlets of the world, two. Yep. 
is this big trend in China on subscription audio, right? Yeah, like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, academics hosting their shows, it's like a Quora where you can subscribe, right? And Correct. to your point on like niche content for learning. And then the yeah. third was, uh, which we kind of saw like three years ago already, right? Like was the rise of like native talk show apps, which yes. we saw uh, was initially popular in like the Korea and Japan, right? And maybe that's one of right. the reasons why Clubhouse went crazy in Japan too in January. So right. what are some of those kinds of trends that you're seeing for us among uh, the Philippine uh, audience and, and Southeast yeah. Asia in general? Um, I can speak for it from a podcasting angle. So obviously take it with a grain of salt because I'm heavily biased towards there. But again, um, audio is audio. So it's just, we're just recording this live. I'm, 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 I'm actually doing a live interview, a live recording Tuesday also with the founders of Kumu. And it's the same delivery. The only difference is right. the, the, my only gripe with this is that I cannot use my studio mic. I'm reliant on these freaking AirPods or Bluetooth, whatever. And the production quality is so much lower with streaming. But in terms of similarities, I see a lot of similar uh, content being played around around Southeast Asia because we're also in the cluster of, of expansion uh, over uh, across the region. So what I usually see is the number one or the at least top five to ten topics um, that Southeast Asians uh, consume is very reflective of the culture. And you'd be surprised how similar they are. So in Indonesia, for example, Indonesians uh, love uh, the number one podcasters there are are celebrities. So they love comedy. In the Philippines, it's the same. Malaysia, it's the same. Uh, uh, Indonesians love horror stories. You just change the literal monster that you're going to do. So in, 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 in Indonesia and Malaysia, it's Pontianak. In the Philippines, it's a Chana. It's the same, right? <laughs> oh, interesting. What, what, what do you call the Indonesian version? I did not know that. Pontianak. Pontianak, which is like uh, yeah. a, a, a Indonesian a Chana. Yes. <laughs> so maybe for the non-Filipinos and non-Indonesians in the room, maybe you should describe what a Chanak is. So it's a, oh my it's a child, a baby, a, a monster. So based on what I know, it's, it's the horror stories is that it's an unborn baby who are either aborted and whatnot, uh, who rose from the undead and kills people and eats them. Something like that. Which is amazing why there is why why there's still no mainstream Hollywood movie for that concept. <laughs> I and, think it totally yeah, true. And I think like elderly use use the chanak to like scare children to to do right. things. <laughs> like when I was younger, my my you know elderly would be like, oh, if you don't do that, the chanak will get you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like yeah. And my mom still uses it on me, on me, and I, I still go to bed early because of that. So it still works on me, guys. <laughs> But wow. yeah, it's, it's similar. So horror, comedy, love, religion, just change your religion. It's the same. The format is the same. You just change the host, the language. It's the same categories. You'll see it. And we work whole, closely with a Spotify team, at least here in the Philippines, and you'd be su surprised at the parallels. It's just the nuances that change. But the topics are pretty much similar. Wow. So I think we're more than past the halfway mark and, and we can start opening up the floor already to questions sure. for Ron or uh, if anyone wants to raise their hand, uh, please do raise your hand. Uh, Just be careful of questions. the kind of, huh? yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Or if anyone in the room has other insights on the future of social audio as well. Uh, and while we're waiting for people to raise their hands up, I guess uh, one good question probably for you, Ron, is like, sure. What's uh, what would you advise aspiring creators and podcasters uh, who who are either thinking of getting into it uh, or already have something that they want to grow? So start start with your core, um, just like any type of. Uh, I'll co again copy this from the startup uh, genome, right? It's focus create content on something that you're passionate about. It sounds so cliche because we've been saying this for a long time. It's the same way startup founders think, right? Solve a problem that you're passionate about. Solve, solve a problem on something you're passionate about. Because again, you run out of content eventually, right? Um, start with that and passion also oozes through. Number two, you have to practice, okay? Um, just blabbing through just won't cut it. 
you have to make sure that even though the main intent of the listener is to to to, to be is to learn something, you still have to find a way to entertain. Because the number one thing, and I always get asked this, uh, Oliver and Jordana, I always just ask, get asked this question like, hey, what makes a good podcast? Do you think my podcast is good? And it took me a while to really answer that in a non-biased manner. And you'd be surprised that the way to actually answer that properly, at least in, 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 in what I think, is not through, do you think my voice is good? It's called, it, it's retention. How many people that actually started from your the start of the episode or the start of the room stayed all the way till the end? If you've seen right. a lot of churn, then that means the quality might be something that you need to work on. Right. In episode retention, which is essentially yeah. the number one signal that YouTube uses to rank uh, exactly. video recommendations. Very cool. Uh, do you have voice coach tips for people here in the room? Like, um, like as the expert, like well, what's a good way to practice since, since you mentioned that, like what are these principles uh, to keep in mind? Delivery, again, uh, there's a skill gap. That, that's something that we need to address, right? Even in podcasting, there's a skill gap. Uh, but at the end of the day, what pushes through is just being able to enunciate better. You know, you don't want to stutter and all that. Just to repetition, one thing you, uh, one pro tip I guess is that uh, learn how to, similar to how to singing, you want to make sure that you're breathing. Again, there's a lot of YouTube videos on this as well. But more than anything, listen to yourself and record yourself and get feedback. Like, how does this sound? How, how does this take? Because I did not sound like this. The first thing I asked you, Oliver, like, am I going to use my podcast voice or am I going to use my normal voice? Because it's totally different now. Right? Just automatically, once I start talking, for some reason, it just embedded in my mind. And like, oh, God, I got to use my podcast right. voice. Well, we want to hear your OnlyFans voice. Later. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay for my OnlyFans voice. <laughs> Subscription, subscription. There you go. There's a paywall, guys. You can't see that without without, without you paying up. Very cool. Practice, uh, record yourself, listen, enunciate. Very cool. Awesome. And then uh, lastly, I'll just add, find your tribe, your go-to market strategy, technically. Where, where do the people that you want to listen to your target market exist? And when you do launch your content, look at the analytics and say, am I attracting the people that I think I want to attract? If not, focus on either targeting your con audience or the social media, word of mouth, whatever it may be, um, to target the audience you want or adapt your content to the audience you're getting. Somewhere in between that, Ooh. there's the answer. Interesting. Now that you mentioned that, I wonder if part of the future of social audio is to have data analytics. Like Imagine Correct. our own profiles right now, being able to see um, like. Is our content resonating? Uh, who is listening? And, and can shape um, how we kind of go to market, so to speak. Sure. There's cool. two people raising hands. Yeah, go for it. Do you have the um, uh, mod uh, green Okay, let's button. talk to a friend of ours, Mr. David Bonifacio. Hi, Hi, David. Hey, what's, up? what's up, David? Hey. No, really interesting discussion. And Oliver, Jordan, you guys are really good at this um hosting thing huh? um i've listened to quite a few uh, turn it to a podcast oliver yeah. <laughs> voice ron, voice lessons think... practice first from ron <laughs> <too> okay kind. <laughs> okay yeah ron we, ron we never push through with with our plans for a, oh shoot uh, yes god yeah we'll, we'll, we'll mention team uh, i think you got I, sick i got covid yeah um, oh god no my question okay. was like so I, so I, I, I've really been focusing our investing around liquidity, learning, and livelihood. And right. it, I don't know, is this a, do you think this is like a viable uh, livelihood track, right? For, you know, millions of people, or would you say it's very, it's very narrow, maybe like you know, 10,000 podcasters in the Philippines? Uh, uh, or would you say that, you know, it's possible where, um, independent investors can just you know use this as a way to um drive podcasting as a livelihood like what are your thoughts on that i'm not sure if podcasting is the best medium for the masses because again the, the intent is to learn and for the masses sometimes i'm not i'm trying I'm not trying to dumb it down but 
uh, I've seen also like I told you about the Calamansi app, right? Those are CD in the Philippines. Those are CD, and what they do—they're not even talking, Oliver, David. They're just playing songs and they're just hanging out. You know, uh, it reminds me—I don't know if you've ever played with this app before, Camprog, back in the early 2000s. And they just literally song—they play songs and whatnot uh, in the background. They hum along, right? It's just like how they do it in Kumu, but in video. Right, and I think it's them that gets the gifting. That's where the monetization, uh, sustainability will happen. Because at, and in podcasting at least, um, there's some production value that needs to be done, and then that can be the barrier to entry, sometimes. Because again, you can't just go into an app like this and in Clubhouse and or Calamansi, and um, literally just uh, just pop open and that's it. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. In podcasting, there's a lot. There's a little. It's a little bit more uh, uh, intricate for that. But in, I just don't. It's too early to tell. I think consumption can be masses, but cre- content creation, there will, will, will it's going to be top heavy still. Similar to also how YouTube is. There's a lot of YouTubers per se, but only a good, I don't know, five ten percent really gets significant money. Uh, it's, are there any examples of like, uh, you know, like using podcasting for, you know, let's say greater political transparency or something like that, or, or, you know, people are afraid to get shot or something. There are. Ben Makino has a podcast, um, and now even it, it's, it's a free world. Uh, there's no MTRCB to look around. But again, it's, it's, it's it take your own risk, right? Um, uh, whatever you say in the podcast. You have to live with that, right? Because at the end of the day, if someone, if that that thing blows up, people will just go back and say, "Okay, so that's what you said." Um, but in terms of the spectrum of what can be discussed, it can be anything under the sun. There's one example uh, in our in our network. Uh, there's a podcast called Quickie PH. So please listen with caution if you're gonna listen to that. It's uh it's your Serex style. So for those people who are not Filipino, Serex is a sexual column, uh, erotic column in the 80s, 90s. Um, that's an audio format with grave and grotesque detail. But it's one of our top podcasts in the network. Because again, the, the intimacy, you won't get judged. It won't show in your in your searches and whatnot. But if you if that's what floats your boat, sure. But in term, going back to what, what David was asking, in terms of format, Political, whatever, sure. But again, you just gotta own your content as well. Thanks, man. Okay, I think John, there was one dude who wanted to speak. Now he's gone. I really hope we didn't offend you. Oh. But, or please don't <laughs> listen to Quickie PH or whatever. Maybe he <laughs> went to go. Maybe, maybe he oh, went no, to he's go. Back, he's back. <laughs> Here. Hi, John. Hey, hey John. Hey, how's it going? Hey Oliver, hey Jordana. Hi John. Hey, uh, thanks for um, letting me speak up here. Um, I, I wasn't able to listen to the full length of um, uh, what you explained, Ron, but um, parts of it was fascinating enough. Um, and I just have a quick question for you in terms of new audio content creators when it comes to choosing a platform to build a community. Um, podcasts or Clubhouse? Uh, what do you think? It's not zero sum. Do both. Do be on the channel. That's actually what I'm trying to do. Is that it's a different experience for your audience, and it's diversifying me being able to do so. It where the the question is where you pick up traction first. So again, uh, if you weren't able to catch the first part, we, I was telling the the audience that this is recorded because I'm trying to also immortalized because I've seen that behavior happen so much where, oh my God, Mark Andreessen is talking or whoever is talking and then I was only able to catch halfway. But if you're also able to make it immortalized and capture the same effort and everything that we talked about here and make it on demand in a podcast, um, then you hit two birds to one stone, right? It's, it's really paying attention to your content and where it is. Uh, the channel really doesn't matter. Um, so for example, I am typically or by default a podcaster, but 
I've, I, I, I have a format within the show which is called the Hustle Share Playbook where we talk about, say, customer acquisition, how to get a right co-founder. And I felt like that format would be perfect when I had people also ask questions to the guest. So that's why I'm starting to roll that back out and it starts on Tuesday. I think the most helpful analogy I've heard is uh, podcasting is like, you know, listening to your favorite band, right? On your own yeah. terms, whenever you want to. But Clubhouse is the backstage to the concert, right? Correct. Where you can have like those like closer, intimate uh, connections yeah. uh, in, in a very ephemeral way. Correct. I love that. That's great. Thank you. Thanks, John. Anybody else that wants to join the party? How many people do you have here? Typically, my typical behavior is whenever I'm just like listening, I, I'm following every single one that's, that's, that's listening to. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do that here today. So if a creep follows you, that's me. <laughs> like Ron is like, Ron follows you. Ron follows Who is your dream uh, guest? Ron, uh, in uh, if, if you could just like pick your equivalent of like uh, Harry and Megan, right? Like who in my who Mount Rushmore, I already have one. I, I had him on my hundredth episode. It was Dado, Dado Banata. Yeah, Dado, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. So it's like never in my wildest dreams did I think that I'd interview him. I've also had Ernest. Kuh. Easily one of I my... listened to that. That was a great episode. Yeah. No, thank you so much. But if I were to answer that, it's so weird, but it would be my child childhood idol basketball player, Chauncey Billups. I grew up idolizing the guy. Um yeah, that would be my dream interview. Because he his background is he bounced around the NBA, he was supposed to be a star, then almost got out of the league. And I just patterned a lot of my values towards his values. He's not the type of NBA player that would be, you know, all flair and shit. Um, yeah, he became the prototypical hardworking traveling salesman, yeah. right? They're just like going yeah. for the team. Yeah, and get some get get wins and championships. Right. It's all about the that's team. What he's yeah. about. Correct. So he that that's him. Um, it it would be him. I would probably cry. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm a, I'm a very emotional guy. I've had Binet on the show, Ollie. Nice. And this was after Party Five failed. And there's a lot of, you know, elephant in the room because how I, how, how I had, um, how I fucked up Party File was classically ugly. And I almost broke into tears. Almost uh, on, on that one. So, Easily want it's it's just for me podcasting is my cheat sheet. It's my cheat code to learning new stuff without having to again having the time to, to read. But on a very personal level, I learn so much from my guests and I get first dibs from it before I even share it to the whole world. Yeah. So it's it's just fun. What guest has changed your mind in the span of a conversation where you before you believed X? And yeah. then after that, uh, because you just like learn so much from the guest, you believe the opposite of X. I get this a lot. Um, and it, it, to a sum where I, I, I recently, I mean, not recently, for a while that uh, it's, you know, intellectual humility that also shows you a lot of EQ. But a lot of people, what, what who changed my mind? Hmm. I would have... Not really, it's not it's not polar opposites. It's little things that always make me change my mind. Ah, I could have done that better, or I could have done this better. But one thing that really stuck the most out of what I what I realized is Roland Ross of Kumu. Because I saw that guy like and I I was a victim also of a, a local startup founder just wanting to solve problems within my own backyard and here's here's this guy like hey i always ask this question and the first question i always ask on hustle share is guest what's your hustle and it's so weird because he said 
that the Philippines is my hustle. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I still remember, like, right, what, right, right. Hustle? What are you talking about? And he just wants us to create so much impact and change. And he's doing that through Google. Like, wow. So you can have that type of mindset and still become successful without just thinking about the local scene. That changed my mind in how to do startups. And that's why I created PA now. And the ambition is not just to do it in the Philippines. I want to do it through all these flags here in the future of social audio. <laughs> hopefully, you know, hopefully I get to raise the next round uh, to get that done. But that's it. Like, let's do it. Um, being able to not just do it here, but be ambitious also to be able to scale it everywhere else. Very cool. What's coming up next? And uh, maybe related to that, because you've been so insightful to the folks in the room here, where can the people in this room uh, help you uh, in, in where you want to bring PNA next? Okay, so for everybody here that uh, are listening, I need help. So this is a completely new uh, uncharted territory for, for us. I mean, Philippines is, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years, over 11 years now, right? But we're in the process of of expanding to specific markets like Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore. We need some help hooking us up with the best content creators and audio there. So we'd be able to also extend how we've been able to help the local content creators here in the Philippines as well. And shout out to our investor, Franco Verona, who was in the room. <laughs> yeah, I see him down there as well. Franco, you should come up here again. Okay, let's uh, invite him to speak. There you go. There. Hey, Ali. Hey, Franco. How's it going? Guess what? I'm sorry. I'm I'm walking around. I'm a little bit outdoors, so not socially distanced. But I'm with the other investor. I'm with Jesse, our uh, the other oh. GP in, in Fox One. Oh, nice. Hey, Say hi to Jesse. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I, uh, I was with you last night. Oh, thanks. It's very that, weird that hearing you through hearing Franco's profile. <laughs> <laughs> he's on my profile because they're on my profile so all 55 people are hearing us right oh my now. gosh sorry yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not literally right on each other's faces this is gonna yeah be I was awkward. gonna say yeah very intimate yeah. <laughs> it's pretty intimate it's pretty intimate guys quickie ph intimate right there that's that's the way Foxmont rolls <laughs> please wear masks <laughs> yes we are that we promise. Okay, Oliver cool. let's catch up soon yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Me too. I think Flair is here. What up, Flair? How's it going? Hey, Flair. Hi. Hi, Ron. Hi, Flair. Yes, and hi, Oliver and Jordana. Great to be here. Um, I just have one quick question to Ron. Um, I just launched my podcast last year. It was my pandemic project. Yep. Um, I had a season one where I was the only one talking, you know, so it was just like That's a hard. test on how to do podcasts. It was. It was super hard. But for season two this year, I started uh, bringing in guests. I had a yeah. co-host. So my podcast, by the way, is Wicked Thoughts. And um, I tried Wicked. applying to your PNA, and yeah. I didn't get accepted because, of course, it's a new show, you know, and building up yeah. my audience and all that. Mm. So I have one question. So sure. Um, does it make sense to join a podcast syndicate? network because i got invited to one but i prefer okay. to be with yours so sure. where does this come in so okay the there's pros and cons in joining a network but in 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 audio and i think in any type of media aggregation and syndication always mat matters so in a commercial term it join it's bet it's best to join a network that can number one just the way we you pitch brands you're always pitching for a specific and finite budget and if you are going to be joining a network whether it's pna or whatever metric net network you want to make sure that their their catalog enables you and gives you the best way to to get a piece of that pie because if not you're better off selling your own content so you get the most, rather than you get a fraction of that budget, it's finding the right content for the right um, brand. Because still now in HustleShare, I, 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 I sell my own content, right? Um, and the other thing the, that, that usual networks provide, and this varies depending on 
on the network is the the production um, capabilities for you to scale. But again, it varies. I can only speak for us. I don't really know what how other content create. I mean, networks do that. And number two is how much freedom do they let you have? Because at least for for in, in our end in PNA, we 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 don't mess or we don't fuck with people's content. Again, the reason why the reason why we were very very adamant on or again a little bit more strict to accept podcasts in the network is because we invest a lot, and we and, and once we start investing we'll do whatever it takes to monetize show, that show because we also have to ROI. If not, Franco's going to kill us and say, why are you accepting so many shows that are not making you money, right? The stakes are high. Now, if you want to be more inclusive and give everybody opportunities to earn, whether it's through sponsorships or, uh, again, subscriptions in the future and also affiliate marketing, that's why we created Podmetrics. So regardless if we're involved in production, with production or not, Everybody gets to you know monetize their show properly. So yeah, that's it. Great, thank you. Thank you. Very cool. Thanks, Flair. Uh, we have just hit the top of the hour, Ron. So uh, your call if you want to keep going. If people are asking questions, uh, or we can but start wrapping up. I think we well. can probably have a, a couple more. If if not, then like, let's call this this uh. Call this a night because I have to plan for my wedding as well. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's my second shift. My real job now. Wedding planning. There you go. Nice. So, yeah. Any more questions uh, coming up, Ron, from the room? No. Uh, guys, does anybody want to ask? But it's been, it's been again, it's been, if, if nobody wants to talk anymore um thanks so much and we are uh, i I'm, I'm very very honored and if you guys want to follow more stuff you can just check out pna and if you want to talk to or listen to two years worth of content of startup founders all you have to have you on the show come on now um uh talk about alvin and what you're doing now uh just go to hustleshare.com or check out hustleshare in your favorite podcast app yeah, Thank happy you. to anytime, man. Uh, sure, I'll schedule it up. Franco, any final uh, fi final thoughts uh, to, to wrap up? I just want to say that, uh, you know, I think anybody that wants to do any work uh, with podcasts, uh, whether in Asia or anything or, or beyond, you know, Ron is the right guy. Uh, we believe in him. Uh, you, know, the, you know, we're all behind him, and, and we think that uh, he's building something pretty amazing over at Podcast Network Asia. Thank you. And if you are in Indonesia or other Southeast Asian countries uh, and uh, are a creator, uh, yeah. Uh, hit Reach out. Uh, just add me on LinkedIn, Ron Beitio. That's it. Cool. Hey, Jordana, you want to give a quick uh, recap wrap-up uh, before we close it up? Just to summarize for people who joined uh, in the second half. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do that. So um, we're wrapping up. We spoke to Ron today, who is the founder and CEO of Podcast Network Asia. Um, we talked a bit about audio as a form of media, like what drives people to listen, what what attracts people to this. And, and one of the findings, or at least um, what Ron told us, is that people don't only want to be entertained. They also want to learn new things. And so that's why folks um, dial in. And I think also for Clubhouse, it's the connection and intimacy component. Um, second, we talked about the difference between podcasts and Clubhouse. And the biggest takeaway there is that it's not a zero-sum game. So oftentimes people think, should I do one or the other? Um, but you could do both. Uh, they um, have different needs, different use cases. One's on-demand, evergreen. One is more you know, in the moment present. So you can definitely do both. And then thirdly, we just talked about you know, how can we monetize and how do we make great content? And so we, we talked about like, how can we use promo codes um, uh, when we have like Clubhouse or even podcasts? We even talked a bit about like subscriptions and tickets to rooms. Uh, and, and Ron really shared really great advice on how to make very interesting content, which I think applies to everyone on Clubhouse. So thank you so much, for, Ron, for your time and for everyone listening in tonight. Thanks, thank Ron. This so was much. really awesome. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcast PH Thoughts. To learn more about Podcast Network Asia, visit our socials at Podcast Network Asia on Facebook and Instagram and Podcast Net Asia on Twitter. You may also visit our website at podcastnetwork.asia. Happy listening! The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.